Welcome to the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Thank you for joining a group of people determined to become more refined, grace-filled, and graceful, purpose-filled, and purposeful. Each episode, we recite an affirmation and we plant seeds of lavender. Not sure what that means? It's simple. We take that seed of lavender, usually one word, and we water and nurture it until it takes root and begins to grow and manifest in our lives. Light a candle, rub on some essential oils, and grab a notebook. We're about to get started. We have a very special guest on this week's episode. And I cannot wait to tell you more about him. Mr. Wayne A. Mundell II, Next Level Training and Wellness Founder, is a certified professional trainer. He initially received his certification from the National Federation of Professional Trainers in 2002. Wayne has since continued his education and acquired certifications in TRX, athletic performance training, nutrition, life coaching, and seated massage practitioning. He studied the dynamics of human behavior at Cadenceville Community College and kinesiology at UMBC. Wayne has trained a broad spectrum of clients. His clientele ranges from fun fitness with elementary school students, coaching high school basketball and football, as well as training professional athletes. He has also served as a firefighter and paramedic with the Baltimore City Fire Department for nine years. Wayne is also the co-author of Black Father's Perspective, What We Want America to Know. This book may be purchased anywhere books are sold. When he is not teaching or serving his community, he enjoys gardening, home improvement, and studying the aspects of personal development. Wayne has collaborated with several businesses and nonprofit organizations in his city. He lives and thrives in Baltimore City, Maryland with his beautiful daughters, family, and friends. We recorded this episode in the nation's capital, and it was a delight to get the perspective from a black male on subjects that are very taboo. If you would like to follow Wayne, you can follow him on Instagram at I am next level. Without further ado, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Okay. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, and I have a special guest with us tonight. He is Mr. Wayne Mundell, and you heard me read his bio at the top of the episode. And sir, I'm glad to have you here. I'm grateful to be in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to tell the story about what it took to get you here? Um, we can go in a little bit about it. <laughs> I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. Um, well, typically it only takes should only take about forty five minutes to get here. Mm -hmm. um, traveling here, I spilled something on my shirt. It's been an adventure. Um, <laughs> I had to buy a new shirt. I ended up going to the wrong building, mm. uh, which is thirty minutes out of the way. But I even though I sent the right address, y'all, I just want to let y'all know did. I sent the right address. Absolutely, that's one hundred percent. I take one hundred percent accountability for that. Um, and then it took me thirty minutes out of the way, so. Mm. Um, but I finally made it. We're only starting, what, four and a half hours? Yeah, I say 
three, three and, and a half, half hours late. Yeah. But we're here. It's going to be an amazing <laughs> episode. So I discovered you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you popped up on my Explorer page and it was the video where you were talking about being divorced. Mm-hmm. And abstaining from dating and sex for 19 months and going to therapy and things like that. And I was like, I don't see this narrative often. There's a man actually talking about going to therapy. There's a man who's saying, I'm not having sex right now because I need to get my life together. Yeah. So I slid in that DM and said, hey, (laughs) I host the podcast. I am to a divorcee and I think that you will be great on my show. And you accepted my invitation. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, It's just... um, it's just it's good it's a good energy to just to put in the atmosphere because oh, absolutely um you know double divorce is a challenging thing and mm-hmm. you know I thought you know uh, throughout it you know some people had asked me what, what was I doing they could you know physically and mentally see me changing mm-hmm. so I actually put the video out just for a couple of people mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was going to go viral you went viral yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you went viral sir so let's talk about your marriage before it got to the point of divorce. Did you see it coming, or was it where you blindsided? Um, we had some challenges, um, but I didn't see it as, as at, a, at a place where we were going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we did do therapy. We did do some coaching. Um, you know, me per se, I don't think that we really had a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. Even when we, her and I had a discussion, she was like, well, it doesn't have to be bad for us to break up. That's true. So... You know, once we had came to an agreement, um, I finally, after a while, came with peace with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was it, for me, it wasn't a bad marriage. I was kind of um, um, not saying I was blindsided, but I knew we had some trouble because mm-hmm. we had started counseling. But I didn't see us at a place, but that we were ready to end it all. So, mm-hmm. so how did you process that once it became a reality? Well, you know, for the you know, we had to go through a year of separation. Mm-hmm. Um, but even during that time, I think like uh, six months after, you know, we did 12 months of separation. But then I asked her, hey, do you still, you know, do you still want to do this? Mm-hmm. Or and she said yes, um, but she never filed. Mm-hmm. So it was another six months she never filed. So I don't know. I said, you know, you have. Do you want to move forward? Mm-hmm. So I just went and filed myself. So you went and filed. I went and filed because we were just hanging in the balance. Um, mm, that limbo. In limbo, mm-hmm. and I just didn't. I just, you know, didn't want us either one of us to, to be hanging. It's me especially. I didn't want to be in a place. Now, was I willing to like um, work on the marriage? Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel so is that that I'm a husband. I feel like, you know, that's how I am. But. Um, I think she was just at a place that she just wanted to do something else, but I don't know if she had the, I don't know, I don't know what's holding her up from filing, so mm-hmm. I just wouldn't file. Because filing makes it real. Yeah. You know, you can talk <laughs> about it, but until you go and file that paperwork, yeah. it, it changes everything. Yeah. I've been there. I'm the one to file, but yeah. I've been there. Um, so let's discuss whatever you care to share about the things that you felt needed help in your marriage or the things that may have been unhealthy. Um, I think that some of the some of the biggest things um we i think we both came out of a rebound mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. um um i think we were both looking for healing and both of us were looking for something um and, and don't, don't get me wrong my ex-wife is an incredible woman mm-hmm. i mean she's an incredible woman mm-hmm. but i feel like 
uh, we just rush things way too fast. If, you know, if I want to break it down, um, we dated, got pregnant, got engaged, got married, had a baby, and she quit a job in 11 months. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> For anybody, <laughs> right. So, okay. you know, I think that um, we just put too much mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Um, into the relationship heavy. And then both of us already had children. I had a daughter outside of before her. She mm-hmm. had a son. Mm-hmm. So now um, we're trying to make have a blended family mm-hmm. on top of the other dynamics. Mm-hmm. And now, you know... Um, you know, I'm the breadwinner. The, you know, and I'm not just, it's just not me anymore. Right. I have a whole tribe to mm-hmm. take care of. So just that, you know, um, on paper, it sounds nice. But when you really get into like in it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then I've, she's never been, um, she's always worked. So having that difficulty of um, being, staying at home with, with a baby. Um, Whose idea was that? It was her idea originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I supported it because I wanted her to start her own business. Mm-hmm. So that was the 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 plan is for her to you know be at home, mm-hmm. start her own business. Um, but uh, a lot happened mm-hmm. in that little bit of time. Mm-hmm. You know, my my daughter's mom, my previous daughter, she wasn't happy with. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, that was a, just another dynamic mm-hmm. that she wasn't and she wasn't like nice about it you mm. know i'm not i ain't gonna say nothing nasty I'm you know not like that's, you that's, saying that's, you know what i mean like at the end of the day she's an amazing mom too yeah so, no i get um, it i get her perspective but, too though you know yeah, yeah. it was it kind of threw her off too mm. um because you know we had just got a break break we just broke up and then mm. super fast like this it's not mm. even been a, you know my and then my daughter at the time she was one so wow yeah, it was uh, um, I, it, it, so mm-hmm. I took a hundred. I took accountability because I could have, you know, you know, my ex-wife is an amazing one woman, but I really wasn't in the place, and I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't in the place to really start dating. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't in the place to like, um, you know, the relationship was fresh and fresh out. I had a a one year old, so and when I met her, I I told her, hey. I'm probably not, you know, I know I'm a nice guy, but mm-hmm. uh, based on the circumstances, I got a fresh baby. Mm-hmm. I just had to break up. This mm-hmm. probably not the season um, mm-hmm. for us to be hanging out. But um, I can kind of, that situation, so um, by trade, I'm a, I'm a trainer, coach. So she ended up hiring me as her her uh, her trainer. Okay. And um, <laughs> I told her I don't date my clients. Mm-hmm. And she fired me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you don't date your clients. She wants to date. Yeah, so, so she fired She fired me. Okay. Um, but at that time, I really, um, um, I was, she was really somebody that was amazing to talk to. So mm-hmm. we really, it didn't start off like us dating. Um, we were just going for walks, talking. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my ex-wife has her PhD in psychology. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, she was just, she had, you know, her, that's her skill set. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she was really great to talk to. Things got romantic super fast. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, mm-hmm. um, here we are. Both of us sitting here looking like, how do we get pregnant? We know, but like, <laughs> right, right. you know, so you, we put a lot, we put a lot, you know, I think we started dating in like 
September and like by November we were like pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of yeah. my story with my ex as well. We were pregnant within like three months, yeah. so it was really quick. But we were a lot younger. We were nineteen, yeah. and it lasted for a eighteen year relationship oh, right. and thirteen year marriage. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, for the most part, <laughs> it was beautiful. So, since your marriage has ended in divorce, what do you know for sure about yourself? I know for sure that um, I was willing to give it a mall. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for sure that um, that for me, divorce is not is the end of one relationship, but mm-hmm. it's the beginning of a new one. Absolutely. So, it, I, you know, some challenges or things, some things that I didn't know about myself mm-hmm. that were exposed, mm-hmm. some things that I know for sure that I've worked on those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm saying that I was a bad person before, I've just evolved yeah. um, so much more. Right. So, now that video makes so much more sense, knowing that I know kind of the background of what you were going through. Yeah. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... Let's talk about the steps that you took towards healing. I know you said you went to therapy, you abstained from dating and having sex. Were there any other things that you did to process this as you healed? Or do you want to elaborate on those things? Um, I can elaborate on those. Um, well, you know, I, so the therapy, and I'm not a stranger to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, in my 20s, I, went, I, I, I started seeing a therapist. I had a cousin that committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was seeing a lot of traumatic things, so I started therapy in my 20s, um, you know, just, you know, I know it's like a taboo thing, but mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it, I just right. went because it's just hard for me to process mm-hmm. and talk to somebody um, about, you know, my cousin committing suicide, so, um, and then I was, um, I was a firefighter and I was a paramedic, so mm-hmm. I saw a lot. a lot of trauma, yeah. and a lot of the guys either drink or Mm -hmm. do drugs or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go that route, so Mm -hmm. therapy was my outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, like, um, the abstaining from sex and dating. Let's talk about that part. So let's talk talk about that. So um, I came, so it came from um, right after I got divorced, right right after I got divorced. And what year is this? This is 2018. Okay. All right. So 2018, um, I wanted to start a date, but if everything was so different, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, I started going out, I started hanging out, and then next, you know, I want to be honest with you, it was, I still have like, um, I guess, want to say husband skills mm. so i did meet someone and um just was like she was like you, you know like she didn't want to she didn't want to be my rebound because mm. she said you know a lot of the stuff i was doing was like perfect but mm-hmm. she could tell like just the way i was talking mm-hmm. i was still hurt yeah, like you were still i was still healing i was still yeah. like freshly hurt and mm-hmm. she was just like ah so then she goes to me. <laughs> okay. She goes to me, and um, I think that I was that just like put me in a in a weird space. Mm-hmm. So I was hanging out. Um, I did start drinking a little bit, um, but then it was a week where, if I can be totally honest with you guys, mm-hmm. I slept with like four women in a week, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there, and I'm like, this is not it. Like yeah. this is not, this is not who I want to be. Yeah. You know. Um, 
So I said, uh, I'm going to sit myself down. Mm. You know, um, you don't know how to be single. You don't know how to be, you know, like, because, um, okay, you already have two, you are, now you have two women that you have babies with. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not getting ready to have another baby. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to put myself in a situation and just, I just didn't want to be in any mess. Mm-hmm. So, and then also, I didn't want to be somebody that was hurt and then like, you know, because I know I can be charming. Mm-hmm. But I know I knew at the place that I wasn't ready to be with anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was probably going to end up ghosting somebody. So I didn't want to be that for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I said, I sat my dad's self down. Oh, I didn't set out to go 19 months or two. I said 30 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 30 days, let's get, let's just go to therapy, mm-hmm. go, you know, put some goals down. Mm-hmm. If you start, you, you reach some of these goals, and hey, you can go out on the date, mm-hmm. right? But then after that 30 days, like, I was, it was just like fired up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go 30 more days. Mm-hmm. And then I just started going like 90 days, 90 days. I just kept going. And through that, I've probably made the most money I've ever made. Mm-hmm. I accomplished so many things on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as far as um, what I want to say, some things that helped me, I really put myself in communities where people were happy and excited. Mm. Um, I think that's the biggest piece. One, mm. You know, a lot of people want to um, isolate themselves, but the enemy wants your mind. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. you know, like, if I knew that, if I wasn't going to be in a good space, you want to be around some good people. If you want to be sick, hang around some sick people. You want to be true. rich, hang around. You want to be around some happy and fun-loving, mm. you know, happy and fun-loving. So I made sure that I put myself in environments where I was going to be around some fun happy people so mm-hmm. that way if I was going if I was gonna feel in some way the environment really wouldn't let me. So mm. I was wise enough to do that. That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. So I feel like you are the anomaly from what I have seen mm-hmm. in the post divorce world. Yeah. <laughs> Most men are like F women, F marriage, I'm just gonna be whoever I wanna be and I've never I have not seen this narrative often. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made me be like, let me scroll through this page a little bit more and see, you know, um what your processes look like. How hard was it to do the nineteen months, no dating, no sex? Well the first ninety days was hard. It was the like first ninety, 90 okay. days, like the first you know, because you know, I'm a massage. I'm a massage therapist. I mean, what um, don't you do? You, <laughs> like so, a Jamaican, you have yes. 18 jobs. So, with that being said, I was always around women. Um, so, you know, um, I'm attracted, but I'm a, you know, how, you know. So the hard part was um, um, just saying no. Or, mm. You know, um, having to turn women down. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and but it, but it in a way that it's not like rejecting. Mm-hmm. That was a challenging piece. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be, because I wasn't. I did. I, I did. I didn't. I don't. I've never was in a place where I, I say you know hate. I hate women or whatever. Because the reality of it is, is that it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and, um, you know, some things don't work some out. Some things don't work out. And you know, I took some responsibility for some things that. I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, uh, unconsciously. There's some things that I was doing as far as maybe I didn't love her in the way that she receives love. So after I got, you know, I, I really got to study in the love languages, the love languages and, yeah. and just 
I'm like, oh, you know, I was loving her how I wanted. How you wanted, wanted to, to love be loved. Her, right? mm-hmm. and, um, so I just having an understanding. Um, I got a better understanding of me and how, and in in her, and just it has helped me so well in many ways in business mm-hmm. and connecting with people. So mm-hmm. does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Still. Yeah. An anomaly, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So the hard part was the hard part. Even um, you know, most of my friends, you know, they like, well, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost like a muscle now. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, we have uh, discipline, but then you have will, and mm-hmm. so um, I think about the outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. So like, all right. Say, you know, I go this, I'll go, I'll go here with this woman. All right. Where, one, where am I leading her? Mm-hmm. Right. It's two, like, there's positive and there's negative consequences. Mm-hmm. So, like, in those situations, like, I ask myself, am I okay with the negative consequences? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, it's just, you know, that, Asking that question mm-hmm. has always led me to like, nah, it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, I know where this is going to happen. I know it's almost like reading a book. Mm-hmm. And I already, you know, I've read this book thousands right, of times. Already I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, and especially if it's somebody that I want to keep in my life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want, like, this little season to mess up something that, you know, we can have as friendships or business or whatever long term. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So... Me um, thinking, like forecasting or Mm. thinking 10 steps ahead has like helped me with that a lot. So basically you're saying you're going to start a class to help other men have that type (laughs) of discipline and will, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Men already have it, right? They already have it. But Mm. it's like, um, just like working out. It's weak. You know what I mean? So the more that you practice Mm -hmm. it. You know, the more the more that you use it, the stronger it gets. If mm-hmm. you, you know, if you allow it, if you don't practice or harness your will, you'll never be able to like strengthen it. And um, in the book uh, "Think and Grow Rich," mm-hmm. um, it talks about um, transmutation of sexual energy, mm-hmm. and uh, typically, men don't know how to um, use that, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know how to, to like, not... So every time you want to have sex, you don't necessarily have to express that through sex. You can express it through um, uh, art. There's a lot... Mm-hmm. Some of our great artists, some of our great businessmen mm-hmm. have learned how to express and it's outward expression of that emotion or that energy into their work. So they produce some really great passionate work, poems and artistry or building of organizations Mm -hmm. they've been able to express sex energy through Mm -hmm. uh through their work Mm -hmm. and um most men either having to try to apply it Mm -hmm. or they don't know that they can do it okay does that make sense that makes a lot of sense i think for women it's a lot easier for us than it is for you guys honestly yeah i would say I mean, I don't know what it is to be like to be a woman. I mean, but I know that it's this outward thrust, like it's I don't know, it's, you know, it's testosterone or whatever it is. But it's this outward thrust, so it's definitely like if you haven't learned or made it a habit to express it in other ways, mm-hmm. 
you're always going to look for that outlet. Yeah. So. That's very, that's true. How has co-parenting been with both of the mothers of your children? It's always a work in progress, right? Okay. Um, but when there's, um, if something comes up that repeatedly happens, mm-hmm. I've taken on something called 100 slash zero. Okay. So even if I'm at fault or not, mm-hmm. I take 100% accountability for it mm. because I don't want to be a victim to like the same situation. Mm-hmm. You know, my ex, they might never change. They might, you know, not accept them for who they are. Mm-hmm. But if there's a disruption and there's something that I can change mm-hmm. that is going to make the situation better, mm-hmm. then I just change me because it's easier to change me than to try to change somebody else. So mm-hmm. co-parenting has gotten extremely better. Okay. Um, me and my ex-wife, we've always had really, really, really good co-parenting skills. We've, you know, and um, I think that um, certain triggers that certain things that I might do that might trigger, I've learned how to apologize or do something different. Um, with my oldest daughter, I have learned how, I know how she works and I know how she thinks. Mm-hmm. So, usually if she says something, it's a, maybe she doesn't know how to express it in a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So I ask me, like I ask myself, well, what is this? What is the root of this? Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do what I said I was going to do or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she needs help with something and didn't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me just step up and do X, Y, Z and see what that does. Mm-hmm. So I think co-parent has gotten better because I've gotten better. <laughs> I understand that narrative. So you have two girls? Yeah. Okay. How, what are their ages now? 11 and 13. 11 and 13. Yeah. Okay. How um, is their sister relationship? You know, so I make sure that they um, spend time with each other every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have our Wednesday thing where we both, like my, me and my youngest, we go work out. Then we go pick up my oldest. Mm-hmm. She goes to uh, cheer practice. We mm-hmm. kind of hang out, mm-hmm. talk about life, what's going on. I take her home and then I take my other daughter to practice. And we kind of, you know, move around on the weekends. Hey, you want to go to movies? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, we kind of dream. We do vision board stuff. Mm. So um, they want to. My youngest wants to open like this meditation center mm-hmm. um, um, slash event center. Okay. So she wants to have do meditation for children and and do like uh, parties and stuff like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And then my oldest, she wants to own. Um, like a salon suite type thing. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. She wants to do hair, but she doesn't want to do it full time. Uh-huh. She wants to be a that. landlord like mm-hmm. her dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Collect the money at the first yes. of the month. I understand. <laughs> so, when it comes to your daughters and dating, do you have um, bylaws in how you incorporate your daughters into future relationships? So, um, you know, I. I my oldest, she used to, she she wanted me to start dating. She just oh, does yeah, she? She was like, hey, "You want to be an old man?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, uh, sitting around. She's like, you know, there's always dating site. You know, she would push it, put that out there. Mm-hmm. But she just mess. My youngest, she um, I asked her about it. 
she's just like long as they're respectful and mm. you know and um so do i i really i don't think i really thought about it uh I, me personally i wouldn't bring anybody around my mm-hmm. daughters that i didn't feel like mm-hmm. like i know their personalities mm-hmm. and and if I felt like I couldn't trust this person or I don't know this person well enough, then mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. unless it was just by accident, you know. Do you think there's a time frame on that? I don't think there's a time frame. I think there's just a level of comfort, like a level of comfort, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I met somebody and the level of comfort, you know. I, I don't say, all right, well, three months, you know, or ten months, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if I had my daughters and we're out and about, and somebody, you know, sees me with my kids or whatever. Then I'm not gonna like, you know. I will say, hey, this is a person that I'm dating, but mm-hmm. um, there's no really no time span, per se. Okay. So, do you desire marriage again in your life? I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. I think that. I think that. Um, I think a man is. He really doesn't really get it to tap into a level of success or mm-hmm. a level of love or get to know himself until he's really taken on marriage full-fledged with both feet in i agree um i think that it'd be a tragedy to like go through your whole life and never experience that mm-hmm. have that experience with a woman mm-hmm. like i don't know i just think that it's something that you should you know i don't know if there's more more lives to live but i know in this one mm-hmm. um to to not have that to have access to it and not have it I think would be a tragedy I think that would be like if you know foreseeing you're on your deathbed at 100 years old mm-hmm. I think it would be like a big one of the biggest regrets what would you do differently in your next marriage uh, slow down mm-hmm. um, well slow down like and I knew that um, I knew that we were going too fast, but my personality type was trying, like I was trying to please everybody mm-hmm. at the same, and that was one like that was that was that's something else I would change, mm-hmm. right? So from her per- perspective, I can I understand. So like, there's certain times that I should have put her first that I didn't. So mm-hmm. I might have put my mom first. I might have put you know my ex first mm-hmm. because me trying to please everybody mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. somebody's gonna <laughs> you know mm-hmm. somebody's not gonna be first right so you know i didn't know how to do that mm-hmm. at the time so that's something that i definitely would change i would definitely put my wife first okay yeah any other things or maybe things that you are looking for in your future partner yes um, I I don't know if I I would want to be able to relate, so I don't think that I could be with somebody that hasn't gone through some type of healing process. Mm. Now I'm saying it's got to be healing from relationships, mm-hmm. or but throughout life, like even even I know that even in relationships, those triggers or traumas revert back to something that could have happened when you were 19 yeah. could have happened when you know when you were 8 mm-hmm. right so like really like I don't think I could be with somebody that has never done any self reflecting mm-hmm. and gone through a process of making a shift because 
And it was going to be really, really hard to to relate to me. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the biggest things. Um, um, someone that um, was probably major, just take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying you got to be like a gym junkie or anything like that, but I think that self-care is, um, is necessary. I think that we should... You know, be active. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we should eat well. I mm-hmm. think that we should travel. I think that Absolutely. you know, I think that um, we should go to the doctors regularly. Those things, like I believe, I believe in the concept of a whole life success. So, mm-hmm. like, um, yes, we need to make money. Yep, but yes, we need okay. to rest. We need so those like those those things got to be at those are important because it's going to be hard. Like, I want to be in harmony with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to be in harmony. And some of the stuff that, you know, as, as you in a relationship, you're going to evolve and you're going to find a, like how to gel. But there has to be like um, a baseline mm-hmm. that there's got to be a, a level of understanding early. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just trying to like climb a mountain without a map throughout the whole thing. It's just... It's not something I want to do. Right. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to do that? Um, do you think you are ready to? Well, first of all, what is your current relationship status before I ask that question? I'm single. I'm very much single. Do you think that you are in a place personally where you are ready to date seriously again? Or do yeah. you feel like you still have you know, some more healing or some more work to do? I feel like... I think... I feel like... If I have to compare it to an injury. Mm-hmm. Say if I tore my, you know, I had knee surgery before. Mm-hmm. And there's things that I got to do for therapy to bring it back strong. But you got to get back in the game That's to true. test it, to see. Mm-hmm. So I think that healing is an ongoing thing. It is. Evolution is an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm definitely in a place where um, I'm willing to find out. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you don't find out unless you get out there. That's true. Um, I, I feel like sometimes people will say, I'm healing, and they use it as a shield to never go out and see. Mm-hmm. And how do you know, you know, how do I know if my my knee is 100% unless I get back on the court? Right. So I think I'm definitely in a, in a place where um, I've evolved in a way that even if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. it, I feel like... It's not a bad. It's not a bad thing. I feel like I'm in a place where I'm open to experiences, and whether it, you know, I don't look at every person that I meet. Oh, she's the one, mm-hmm. right? I don't put that pressure on myself, and mm-hmm. I don't put that pressure on on that person. I just let like I, I am in a place where I'm in a hold for this is who I am. This is what I be. This is what I want to have, and mm-hmm. then just let things unfold. It'll you know instead of trying to like force it, rush it open. Let me this, you know, I compare a woman to a rose. Let me force this rose open. Let me just let it open up and we'll find out. Right. So yes, I'm in a so to answer your question, yes, I'm in a place where I'm I guess evolved or healed that I can have a level of understanding where I can seriously put myself into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your analogy with the injury reminded me of something my therapist said about people who may be recovering alcoholics or drug addicts. And they're like, I haven't had a drink in 
you know, 20 years, mm-hmm. you also haven't been to a bar. Right. You know, you don't know. Right. You, don't if, know. <laughs> you don't know the level of healing that you've processed until you've actually been in the environment to see how you're going to respond to that. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you think you're ready. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are? Yeah. Okay. I'm in a good place. I'm okay. in a really good place. Um, I think the mistake that we often make um, when we're coming out of something and we're not quite where we should be in the level of healing mm-hmm. is that we choose partners out of desperation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. You know, um, I think that um, it'd be a disservice to, yeah. um, to me and that person. Absolutely. To... Be in a desperation. I want to be in a. I want to be in a place where um, I'm adding on to what's already mm-hmm. whole. You yeah. know, it's like this situation is like a Sunday, and I'm here to add some toppings. But you're already mm-hmm. you're already whole. You're already mm-hmm. complete. So um, that those seasons of uh, desperation, you're gonna come to a place where you're not, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like. Mhm. This ain't it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I, I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to be in a place where I'm desperate. I needed something like, and I, I'll say, I say, I want to desire someone mm-hmm. instead of like needing them. So yeah. it's a different. It is. You know, there's, there's a certain passion there, but I want to. I rather desire somebody than I need them. Mhm. Like a yeah. How do you? handle conflict in your relationships? Um, I think conflict is an opportunity to get better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've learned how to be a better listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned, uh, it's a good book. You guys want to read the book, The Ways of the Superior Man. Mm-hmm. It's a really good book. So it actually teaches you how to, as a, from, a, from a male or masculine standpoint, mm-hmm. How to handle different conflicts, especially um, how you have a con- have a conversation with a woman versus a conversation with a man, mm-hmm. um, or masculine energy per se. Your tone, your inflection, mm-hmm. your word choice—all mm-hmm. that matters. Like some of it might not matter when you know you're talking to one of the guys, but when you're talking to your lady or somebody mm-hmm. that your your tone, your energy what you say and how you say it can really dictate the direction, right? Mm-hmm. And so you could say something that was valid, but if the tone or the word choice mm-hmm. wasn't the best, mm-hmm. you did you really you really didn't serve the conflict. All you did was create the conflict. You already created you created you made it more intense. You had like escalated. So I think I've got a lot better not saying a lot better, but yeah, I would say I'm a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think so that's making me think about a personal experience how do you feel the uh, the male's ego plays a role in relationships it's major it's major it's major especially if you're not even aware mm-hmm. that you know one thing is you know figuring out that you you got a complex or mm-hmm. Or an ego, or mm-hmm. a covering up for some type of insecurity. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, most of the time when there's like this outward projection of over masculine, mm-hmm. it's a cover up for something else. Mm-hmm. So because I've 
you know, I'm not going to say this, I can't say this for all guys, but I can want to say 99% of it, mm -hmm. 90%, 99% of it is like, like, do you want to win or do you want to be right? And being right and winning are two different things. Again, he's going to be teaching a <laughs> class really soon for everyone listening. So explain the difference. Because I so, think that's where it goes wrong so often. So, okay, it's not me versus you. Mm -hmm. right? it's, it's us versus, versus the, the problem. problem. Right. So <laughs> I feel like we can end the podcast. So we're, we're going to go on. It is us versus, versus the, the problem, problem. Right. So it's us versus the problem. So my goal is not to like prove a point. My problem is, is to address whatever this is. And so how do we get to balance? How do we get to a level of understanding? Mm -hmm. So if I say something and and I'm just trying to be right, but there's no level of understanding. Mm -hmm. I didn't win. I just mm -hmm. was trying to be right. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to listen. You can't listen from a space of just logic. got to listen from a space of emotion. You got to listen from a space of understanding. Like, you got to listen from a space of perception. Mm -hmm. So, if you, you know, if you listen from a place of understanding, even if you don't agree... You know how to disagree in a way that, well, you know what, that was me. Oh, I understand why mm -hmm. she, you know, mm -hmm. I understand how she, I understand why she feels that way. Um, and then how do we, how do we, how do we fix it? So. I think oftentimes because most men are very logical mm -hmm. and most women are very emotional. Mm -hmm. That's where the clash happens. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's this, if this is, if you if you want, if you really want to be right, mm -hmm. and if you're, if logically right, if you're in logic, and you know you're talking to someone or having a conversation with someone that is emotional, so being emotional doesn't mean that you know you're all over the place. It's mm -hmm. just how you. So it's just like if I wanted to connect with somebody mm -hmm. that speaks Spanish. But I speak English, but mm -hmm. I'm going to yell at you in English. Mm -hmm. You know, there's never going to be a level of understanding. Right. So, oh, if I'm logical, let me listen in a way that, in your language, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. like, that's the mo that's the logical, that was, that's what makes sense for me. I'm like, oh, it would be logical to listen to mm -hmm. somebody, speak to them in there. In the, in, the, in, the, in the way that they could understand instead of the way that I want to speak to you. Mm. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So it doesn't make sense for me to speak in logic and, and you don't get into a level of understanding. That's illogic. So when people talk about when guys say, well, we think in logic, well, it's illogical to try to communicate with somebody in logic if they're not thinking in logic. Mm -hmm. It's illogical for me to talk to someone in English, if they speak Spanish, mm -hmm. it'd be better mm -hmm. if I learned how to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. We could easily get to a level of understanding. Right. So there's no misunderstanding. There's mm -hmm. a, there's a, um, if everything becomes clear. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I think for women, even if our partner is right and they're coming from a place of logic and they are absolutely mm -hmm. right, for us, I think it's more so just acknowledge our feelings. Yeah. And we will agree with you, but don't disregard don't, my feelings. So the, don't throw my feelings aside. That's the biggest nut. That's nugget. it right there. To, to disregard yeah. or to undermine mm -hmm. or belittle how someone feels yeah. 
is probably one of the biggest. It's detrimental. Detrimental. To a like, it is very detrimental. Yeah. Um, and it's not logic if you want. Like, if you really want to be right and you really want to take it to the next level, it's just. Just it's just it's just here's the thing it it doesn't hurt you it doesn't hurt me it doesn't take any way from anything away from me to understand how you feel mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that I think that's helped me that's helped my co-parenting style mm-hmm. it just helped you know like uh, maybe you know my ex-wife or they feel some kind of way about it. I don't just dismiss it. Like mm-hmm. you just dismiss it, mm-hmm. then it becomes worse. Right. So acknowledging it, boom, and then process it, and then we get to the next thing. We're gonna stay stuck here if you try to do, if you try to pass. Mm-hmm. You don't. You can't go past go. You can't collect your mm-hmm. two hundred dollars right. until we, you know, we, we we get to the stop. And if you keep trying to do that, then that thing starts to that becomes a seed that festers, mm-hmm. and that connects to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Then okay, now. Okay, you got this whole train of mm-hmm. of uh, things you dismissed, mm-hmm. and guess what? You'd be like, "Well, why is she bring this up?" Because you've dismissed it mm-hmm. this many times, mm-hmm. and it's connected, mm-hmm. right? And all of them, it's like I call it spaghetti. That spaghetti is all connected, mm-hmm. and then that's when it comes up. It, yeah. It's a trigger. So uh, mm-hmm. once you address it, usually you know, and you don't dismiss it, it's gone. But it's the it's the habit mm-hmm. of not addressing it's the habit of dismissing mm-hmm. being very dismissive of an emotion it just makes it faster and I think me personally after you dismiss me a couple of times I'm shutting down because what yeah. is the point yeah. you know it serves no point for me to even try to have this conversation with you because you're disregarding my feelings or my perspective and that's why I think they always say women leave emotionally before they leave physically in a mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Because that's what builds that wall between us and our partner. And it's just like, what is the point? Right. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to show up every day, do what I'm going to do, and that's it. Right. And we check out emotionally first. Uh-huh. Yes, a I woman know. will leave you. <laughs> it may she, be a year or two yeah, she, years. She's left you emotionally before she will physically get up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I gave you a little bit of homework. I did because I wanted to hear it from your perspective. Um, I asked you to write a letter to yourself, to the man you are today. Mm -hmm. And I guess from the perspective of maybe who you were several years ago, maybe even who you were a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Well, if you could talk to yourself now. I wrote a letter. You going to read it? Yeah, I'm going to read it. Okay, let's hear it. Let's see what we got. Let's hear it. See what we got. All right. I said, Dear self, as I sit here reflecting on a journey that we've gone through, I am fully, sorry, I'm filled with, with a sense of pride and accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's been a difficult path, but it shaped you into a resilient, compassionate, an evolved man that you are today. I wanted to give you this opportunity to reflect on how you've healed, grown, and evolved since your divorce. First, let us acknowledge the challenge and the heartbreak that gripped your soul during those initial days. Uh, the end of the marriage wasn't easy, but I'm sorry, 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 sorry. 
Uh, the end of a marriage is never easy, but it's okay to admit that you felt lost. However, I see the man that you bravely faced your emotions and have allowed yourself to go through therapy and allowed yourself to grieve. Through self-reflection, you have confronted your demons that have haunted you and emerged and you've become even stronger. Uh, one of the most remarkable aspects of your growth has been your ability to find forgiveness. It's not an easy feat. However, some people do harbor resentment and bitterness, but you've managed to go through this with grace and dignity. Uh, you have come into an understanding that harboring negativity will not only hinder your growth, but it will prevent you from fully embracing life's joy. By releasing anger, disappointment that consumed you, you are open the space of your heart for love, joy, and compassion. Uh, you have grown more self-aware. You examine your own shortcomings and actively worked on personal growth. You have devoted your time and energy to understanding yourself, learning, learning from your past mistakes and striving to become the best version of yourself. Looking in the mirror, you can witness your commitment to personal development through reading books, attending workshops, and even uh, getting advice from mentors. This dedication of self-improvement has allowed you to break free from the negative patterns that, have that could have held you back. So remember, uh, going through this process, there still might be some days that you seek to go back to your old thoughts. However, I believe your unwavering determination to continue to evolve to the person that you aspire to be, embrace your journey, learn from your setbacks, and celebrate every milestone along the way. With self-love and admiration, Wayne Andre. Mm, that was good. That sounds like a man who is healed. And well, healing is a continuous journey, yeah. but a man that is healing yeah. in real time. I took I took one this work for real. I told yeah, you. I see. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just an Instagram like I'm trying to go viral thing. Like you're really even, dedicated yeah. to this journey. Yeah, I, I, I'm. A, I almost I initially when I put the put it out, I was gonna take it down because. It was a typo in the middle, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna mm -hmm. take it down. But by the time I woke up, it was like mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. It was like, you know, shared. And I was like, well, and I had no intention on going mm -hmm. viral. I only intended for like a couple of people. I had a couple guys and that said, hey, you know, you know, tell us what you, some of the things you did to put it out there. I was like, all right, I put it out there. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, boom, you mm -hmm. know, so. Um, it was supposed to happen that way. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know if you are a love of podcasts. I am. I listen to podcasts all day. Um, there's one called Dear Future Wifey uh, with Latarius Whitfield. I've heard a few of them. He's, yeah. it's, he's great. Yes. His whole platform is amazing. And so, typically, from the aspect of talking about divorce and healing and relationships, it's usually with female guest hosts. Mm -hmm. I've never had this perspective from a male guest host before. So, I took a page out of Latarius's workbook and I asked you to write a letter as well to your future wifey. I did. I uh -huh. did. So what, what do you um, have to say to your future wife? So I did write something but I'm gonna just, Ooh, speak from the heart. Yeah. Okay, let it heart. flow. We so, listen. Um 
um, dear future wife, mm-hmm. um, I thank you for the work that you've done on yourself. Mm-hmm. I thank uh, God for us having the ability to cross paths. Uh, super grateful, and I admire all the things that you've done because it's both it led us both here. Uh, my time of healing, my time of growth. And looking back on who I was has shaped me to be the man that uh, you need me to be. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) I did write something, but I felt like... No, I felt like I was really organic, really. Yeah, yeah, transparent. So if anyone is listening that's his future wife, he just told you. He just made it clear. Just made it clear. Just made it clear. With your eyes and your ears. Listen, right. (laughs) So, every episode we do three segments. I saw a meme, an affirmation, and a seed of lavender. I am doing the meme segment, but I left you in charge of the affirmation and seed of lavender. So, the meme that I saw, because sometimes people will take your business about your divorce and just make it seem like it's the worst news in the world, and they just want to talk about the things that you did wrong and not everything that you may have done right. So, I found this meme by Jessica Davis on Instagram, and it says, I am not embarrassed about anything I've gone through. What may be tea for you is a testimony for me. If you're going to talk about what broke me, invite me to the table so that I can tell you what God did with those broken pieces. Mm. I think it's perfect. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God will put your broken pieces back together differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So the affirmation, what's your affirmation for our listeners concerning these topics, divorce, relationships, healing, the entire journey? So, um, I have a, I have an affirmation. I was called my 12 pillars Mm -hmm. that I say every day. Um, and I think that whatever you use or whatever you do in your, in your season, I think that you should cast a vision for who you are and who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. So, I say, mm-hmm. um, I am confident, I am well-spoken, I am organized, I am fun, I am well-dressed, I am well-traveled, I'm a great communicator, I'm a great delegator, I'm aggressive, I'm financially, I'm financially competent, I'm grateful, and I'm a great father and provider to Kaylee and Lola. I am so happy and grateful now that God's love, money, and wealth surrounds and flows to me abundantly through multiple streams. That's a collection plate. I mean, I feel like you just took us to church. Yeah, so, you know, that I wanted to give you, you know, like, this is not something that I, that I don't play here when I do it. I just, I, you know, it's mm-hmm. something that I, you know, I, I'm really not in a place where I want to tell people what to do. I want to tell people what I've done. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I think that is a, uh, it's a leadership quality because mm-hmm. so many people will say, well, you do it. But you don't have any fruit. You don't have any mm-hmm. fruit from whatever. So I, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, this is what I did. And this is what it is, the fruit from what I did. So um, I'm not going to tell y'all something that yeah. I haven't done. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, that's only in theory. I can only tell you what I did and how I got here. Yes, sir. Seed of lavender. So a seed of lavender is typically one word okay. that we leave our listeners with, that we want them to plant, water, nurture until it takes root in their lives. What would that word be for you? 
the word would be worthy. Mm. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the word worthy is 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 um, can take root in so many ways because oftentimes we um, show up for things that we're not worthy of. We show up for relationships. We show up for things that. So when you really get, when you really let that seed of unworthy start to show up for things that you really know that you deserve. You know mm -hmm. you deserve to live a certain kind of way. You know you need to be, you know you deserve to be in certain environments and, and certain environments don't deserve you. Mm -hmm. So I think that the word worthy is uh, is something that can penetrate every aspect of someone's life. And once you um, see yourself with different eyes, you'll expect something different from yourself. Mr. Wayne, my devil, guys. <laughs> I... Would you like to leave the listeners with anything else? Um, you don't forget them. Don't be afraid to believe. Mm. Right? And, mm. um, and once you get there, don't be afraid to teach other people how to believe. Each one, teach one. Yeah. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron, guys. So as we are all doing our work to become better human beings, let's reach back and pull somebody else up with us on this journey. It's been... A great pleasure yeah. to have you on the episode. So. I am grateful to be here. Listen, thank you. Thank God for time. <laughs> uh-huh. Listen, thank God for time. I appreciate you um, creating a space for me to share a piece of myself. Mm, thank you for your transparency. All right, guys. That's all we have for you this week. We will see you soon.